I'm Sabrina Johannes. I am the founder and executive director of Deployed Love. So what inspired you to found Deployed Love? Um, so I am a veteran spouse. I was active duty or well, my spouse was active duty for nine years. Um, we ended up living from the time we were 18 in many, many different states, different countries actually too. Um, so knowing the military community and being part, a huge part of the military family, um, I knew that the programs that have already been provided aren't exactly what you need because they're not consistent across the board. We were looking at FRGs that kind of, and family groups that at some bases were amazing. And then some bases we would have very, very little support when deployments would come around and we just didn't have what we wanted across the board for everybody in the military families. So we kind of decided that we wanted to become an organization that did that at all the bases. Um, eventually we hope to be at all the bases, but where we are, we're able to provide a consistent family group where people can go to for support. Um, we're all volunteers, we're all military spouses or veteran spouses, so we've been there. And we kind of just wanted to be able to do that for everybody across the nation, all the military families. So where are some of the places uh, you lived? Um, I We started out, my husband was first stationed in Hawaii. So we got really lucky and got oh, nice. in Hawaii as teenagers, basically. We were only 19 when we moved there. And so we kind of got to start out on a vacation. And then from there, he ended up moving to Germany. So we got to do... Uh, a whole tour of Europe, had both my children in Europe, which was the whole really cool experience that we never got to do. We've lived in Texas, and then we've now moved and we live in North Carolina. So a lot of people, you know, don't really think of, you know, the military family, you know, uh, being a part of it, like having the same issues. And uh, with your organization, are you trying to let people know that, you know, the, the rest of the family goes through a lot. Yeah. And I mean, the military, they go, that's their job. That's their career. We all know that they signed up for it. The family kind of just gets drawn into that. My husband, luckily we knew each other since high school. We started dating once he was in the military, but so I kind of myself knew what I was getting into. It wasn't like I mean, he just kind of jumped into a career with him, but a lot of families do. It comes up that they want to pay back their college loans or they want to have a career that's a little more fulfilling to them. So then their families didn't really sign up for that, but their spouse did. And so then they just kind of have to follow and be part of that, the journey. And it, it comes in so much differences because we grew up in one place and we live in so many different places. We have to absorb the cultures. We have to PCS, which in and of itself, the permanent change of station every two to three years for active duty soldiers is a lot. I mean, you're having to pack up your entire house, move across the country, across the world. And that the biggest thing that falls down, I think, on spouses is their career. Um, being able to have any sort of stable career is really difficult as a military family member because you're tracking these moves and career, you know, that looks really bad on your resume when you move to a new job every two to three years. And unfortunately, also when you move to these military, high military areas, they can see that you're a military spouse and you kind of get a little bit less of a choice in those careers because they know they want someone that they're hiring for five to 10 years. And they know you're coming in as a two to three year option like that. They, I do feel like they kind of deter you from applying to jobs and stuff. So we also kind of like to help find people um, 
through organizations like particularly Starbucks does a big program through the Blue Star family that helps spouses find jobs um, that are not going to be judgmental in that sense because we still have amazing experience. These spouses go to college. They still are just the same as any other civilian, but just because we have to follow another person's career around and that job obviously comes first as a government job. They don't have an option on where they move. Um, we have to follow along or our family has to do, and it does happen, families have to split up because of two careers, but nobody wants that for their life. And we wanna have support and we wanna be able to support those families when those choices come up. Um, but also the military family, if you're not part of the military sector, we don't see our own families as often because of where we live. Um, and so it's been really nice to be able to become a family for each other through Deployed Love, where, I mean, we have friends like here currently at the station I'm at, she's from Germany. She met her husband when he was stationed there and she's pregnant, she's gonna have a baby. Who's gonna be in that delivery room because he's deployed? We are, you know, some of us girls and we're gonna be the ones that take care of each other because we became family. You can't expect her family to fly from Germany to be here at the exact right time when the baby comes either, so. Can you tell me about some of the programs you do with Deployed Love, besides being in the, the, the hospital room when delivered? Right. I mean, that kind of is what it ends up being. We are a community, essentially, first through the nonprofit, where we, we do have local coordinators. All, we're completely volunteer-ran, so we have coordinators at multiple bases. I think we're up to about 15 bases now, where we have volunteers who create fun events throughout the year. That can be coffee socials. Um, kids camps, whatever that is that they personally like to do, we like to allow them to kind of bring their passion into it. And they're part of the military family. So they know what their community needs. Some communities need more play dates. Some communities need more mom's night outs. Um, it just kind of whatever that feels like for the spouses near them. So that's our biggest program is kind of our coordinators doing those events at all of the local bases. But the one that kind of started us all out is our holiday minis. We started out with these as our main program. And every year in the fall, it usually runs October through November, we get a bunch of volunteer professional photographers who come out to each of our bases and they take holiday photos of the families that are going through a deployment over the holidays. And it's just a really, really great way for these families to be able to connect with their military member who is downrange somewhere deployed. They get Christmas pictures that are really, really beautiful. They get to send them downrange, Christmas cards, gifts, and all that. And it just, it's some sort of connection because a lot of the times during deployment, we tend to bring ourselves into ourselves and we stay home, especially during the holidays. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, even though that your military family might be your family, you tend to be alone on the holidays. They, they still want to have their family time with their family alone on Christmas morning, you know? And so then you wake up and you're having to play the part of yourself and your spouse and trying to keep the holidays happy for your kids. And we just wanna be something where we reach those families and say, hey, the holidays are so hard, but we're still here. We, we see you, we've been through it. I've been through so many deployments over the holidays that I, I understand. And I try to always invite them to, you know, to dinners and stuff with that. But those holiday pictures, it's just a connection for them too. Their spouses get so excited when they get a Christmas card because we also during deployments tend to kind of forget about ourselves. We tend to think, oh, I don't wanna take pictures of this time. I don't wanna document. And that could be a whole year of your life right. where you don't really wanna document things because your spouse isn't in these pictures at Christmas time and your spouse isn't there for Thanksgiving. And it, it happens. I mean, we all to the best of our abilities try to remember things, but 
those memories don't feel like they're as full and it kind of gets really to the point where people don't take pictures and it's hard also as a spouse alone to take a picture of you and your family I mean unless you have a stand or somewhere to set it all up um so it's a great time and we've had people come back and be like I never I never would have thought to get pictures without my spouse in them but these are some of our favorite pictures of our kids because they just felt like they were cared for and it it's just the memories of that during the holiday time that is a great present mm -hmm. yeah so what are some of the things you have learned uh with you know helping all these military spouses um it's just been really amazing i to think that in over the last three years that we we really haven't had much funding to our organization so everything we've done has been volunteer ran we have these amazing spouses who give up so much of their time throughout the year just to help other spouses and it's nice to know that that, that military family i mean i knew that the military family was there when i was part of it my husband obviously is now out and we're veteran side but i knew that it existed and I had my close family, my my close friends who became family, like sisters and cousins, but I didn't realize how far that extended until I started asking people, people that I didn't even know to join an organization that literally just was growing this community and wanted to just reach out and hold hands to other people who are going through it. Because a lot of it is we are experienced spouses that are volunteering because we had a hard time at one point. We struggled through something and we don't want these newer spouses who are just joining the military to feel like they have nobody there for them. Because when you go and you live places like Germany or Hawaii, your family can't visit you. They can, I mean, to some extent, but it's so expensive for them to come visit and you just feel really alone. A lot of the times, I know my first deployment that I went through, I was only 19 and I was in Hawaii and alone. I mean, it just felt so alone. Christmas came around and I just was like, I woke up on Christmas morning by myself in our little apartment by myself. And I was just like, this isn't it. Like, yeah, I had the FRG, but like I said, that they, the FRG kind of falls into being a job for those spouses. They do it because their spouse is at a certain rank and they have to hold that position. So some of them take it seriously and do love doing what they do, but some of them do it because they have to. And so it didn't end up being the relationships that you wanted to be forming in that situation. Um, and I was able to experience a veteran spouse who she came and I knew her daughter because she was closer to my age and they invited me over for Thanksgiving dinner during that deployment and literally treated me like family. They brought me into their kitchen. They said, here, here's the potatoes, please start peeling. You need to help with dinner. And, and they were like, you're part of the family. If you're coming here for dinner, you're part of the family. And we sat down we did, what are you thankful for? And everybody prayed over my husband. And it was just, it was really, really nice to have that military family and to have those people that were willing to give their time. And now to see it come back fold over on itself that I have all these people willing to do the exact same thing because they understand what I wanted to do with the mission of Deployed Love. And they they just want to volunteer their time and be able to be that support for other families. My wife, Jen, and uh, co-founder, uh, her uh, father was uh, a colonel 
So she had a similar experience. She moved to uh, Germany and Texas and a lot of other places. Uh, and for a kid, it's tough. So how important is to have a support system for the kids? Yeah, we do. We actually are starting a new program in the next fiscal year, I think, where we're going to do Deployed Love Kids, which is going to be a little bit more, probably mostly in the summertime when they're not in school and as busy, but kind of focus more on the kids because they do go through a lot. Um, these deployments come around and when they're really little, they don't understand their, you know, their, their parents disappear for multiple months at a time, which is something that civilian kids don't ever have to deal with. Their parents are just kind of there. They come home from work. They're there, but they're there. And then in the military sector, their dad gives them a hug at the airport and they may not see them again for like six to nine months. And that it's a different thing for them to adjust to. And as they get to older and the more they go through those, they understand it a lot more. My kids are getting to the age where um, dad still deploys every year and my oldest daughter is 11 and she begs him every time to not take on any more deployments not that he gets the option but she just hates when he's gone because it's it is it ends up falling on holidays it ends up falling on birthdays and kids go through a lot of trauma from it I think and but I do think that they grow a lot from it it's definitely an experience where they a lot of people don't get they don't get to understand these different cultures I mean it's really cool too because my husband has brought home I like genie lanterns when he went to Egypt and like really cool things that other kids are not going to get from their parents when they go on work trips. Like, so they also get to learn a lot through the deployments, but having a support system of other kids that get it, they may get that a little bit, especially if they live on base, obviously they get a little bit more of that, but if they're not living on base, they may not see those kids in their school. They may not be around them frequently. So when we do play dates or we do trips to the zoo, these kids can sit and talk to other kids who potentially most of the time do have spouses or not spouses, parents who are gone and they can be like, oh yeah, I'm not the only person. I'm not the only one going through this really hard time. I'm not the only one who has to deal with being alone or not being able to talk to my parents on a daily basis. They have these families that they get to know over the year um, who go through the same things together. So what are some of your uh, motivations with this organization? It's just seeing these memories. I mean, we have so many cool events that we've done over the last few years that, and just seeing the pictures, I don't get to go to a lot of them. Obviously they're all over the nation. So sitting back and being able to see them posting these things on social media and seeing families who are making friends, you see the same families come back to events and they, you could tell that they're just growing their little tribes there and having the support. I it's, seeing those successful events and knowing these people are really, really happy. Our holiday minis are huge every year. I think um, it's been a little bit slow over the last couple of years because of COVID, but we've been doing the holiday minis for five years now. And we've had years where we've had upwards of 300 families that we were able to do these holiday photos for. And just to see the kids, I mean, the kids bring their little daddy dolls. If you don't know what those are, their little stuffed yeah. animals yeah. look like their dads. So they bring them <laughs> along and those are in the pictures all the time. Um, so they're hugging them and they're gonna be part of the Christmas pictures, whether they're there or not. And it's just those memories of seeing these families who the mission's really helping. They, I remember during COVID, we were able to do an event. We were able to do an event, our holiday minis during COVID still because we were able to do them outside. And um, this one family member, she came up and she was like, honestly, this is the first time I've been around people all year. 
my husband's been gone. And just to have this connection, my kids were crying during the pictures because they were so happy that people were talking with them that we had at the time we brought a miniature donkey to that session. So they got to play with the donkey. She, they were just having, she's like, it was the best experience of the year. We've been stuck at home alone because he's been gone. We've been stuck at home and having to deal with the trauma that the entire country was going right. through of not being able to just live life, but also not being able to live life without our spouse there to support us and help us get through those things. And she's like, and just having this connection at the end of the year where the, the deployment was kind of winding down and being able to feel like somebody cared because they'd been alone for so long. She was just crying and she's like, you don't know how much it meant to us to have somebody reach out to us and be able to be there for us, even for just the short half hour time period that she was there. You brought it up a little bit, but with COVID, what were the challenges of, you know, being together with uh, the military spouses? Yeah, it has been a trick because we did actually become a nonprofit and become founded as what we do now, right in the middle of COVID. We got our founding literally 2019, the end of 2019 is when we started up. And so we started like, let's start these social events, these programs, and then it just got shut down. And so we were able to have adjust and we came up with what we call um, Deployed Love Academy. We still do that after around the holidays, um, but we did virtual events. So we started doing craft nights and stuff virtually, which helped us grow as a community where people were able to still kind of connect with each other, sit down and have coffee in the morning on a camera. I mean, it's not the same. It is never going to be the same in that sense, but it was nice to be able to have that connection still and talk and have people that are still going through the things because deployments don't stop. You know, the, the, the controversies overseas didn't just end because COVID came around. That stuff was still happening. So our spouses were still coming and going and it was nice to be able to still have a connection that way. Um, it kind of did slow us down though. It was unfortunate that COVID hit because it, as a nonprofit, we definitely look for funds and to be able to not do fundraisers in the same sense at all, or to be able to go out and pitch to companies that we needed to have sponsor certain events. It was very difficult starting out, but we have amazing volunteers and they've, they've been able to put in their own money. They've been helping as well as just coming up with really, really great ideas for virtual events. Virtual events were something none of us had any idea where to even start, but we put it together. And it's to think that we went from three bases to 15 in just three years over the COVID time being that, it's been really successful. It's just, now we're kind of at a point where we need to get the fundraising going and kind of get more money coming in so that we can continue to grow because we do, we wanna be at like, every installation that we can be at because it needs to be something that is consistent. So when they move, we, you know, you get told you're just going to this new place. It's something I'd rather that they be able to be like, oh, I love my deployed love family here. Do I have a deployed love family at the new base? I can immediately connect with, I can immediately find people who are like-minded, who want to go out and explore the community, get us out there to get to know people. So ideally that's where we'll be too. So hopefully <laughs> we kind of continue to grow in that direction. Wow, 15 bases in three years. That's impressive. It's a lot of work. Yeah, to think that, that that's at least two volunteers per base, plus photographers and stuff at each of those installations. And it just proves that the mission is there and it's needed. The families need this community. They need to have that connection and be able to know, like I said, that when they move, they're going to be able to pick up and have that same family. We still have a virtual like Facebook group where they can all meet and talk to. So they can kind of say, hey, I'm moving from North Carolina to Kansas. Who's there? Who can I meet up with immediately and start getting to make friends? 
How does it feel that you're making impact in these people's lives? It makes me so happy. It, I don't know if you've ever been part of the nonprofit sector, but if you have, it kind of is a, it's a challenge to know that you're continuously pushing forward to do things for other people. And there can be days where you're like, oh, is this worth all the amount of work that we had to put into this and continuously like finding volunteers and stuff. But it's just knowing that those, those young families being, thinking back to myself at 19, 20, being able to know that they're getting the support that they need, that they feel like the community cares for them and the outreach is there. I think it's just amazing to see them all grow together. And then a lot of the times our volunteers come from those people who got those holiday minis and just loved how they were treated at those events. And they come back and they just full circle, they volunteer to help other families. So it's just kind of how the military community is. The family of the military loves one another and they we go through the same things and we all have to struggle through the same things and we just genuinely want it to be an easy experience for one another. The last thing I wanna ask is, where do you wanna see the organization in the next five years or so? Yeah, I would love to see us get some sort of really big sponsorship through some company or some person who wants to help us get it growing and be able to open those extra bases, be at all the Marine bases, all the Navy bases everywhere across the nation, and just really be able to support all those families. We are looking, like I said, we're hoping to start a couple of different programs in the next couple of years where we're looking at Deployed Love Kids, which will be kind of like camps at our different bases um, that support those kids, especially during deployments. And then as well as Battle Buddies is a program we're trying to open up this coming year, which will be kind of like a pin pal type thing with uh, veteran spouses kind of being connected to the younger spouses so that they have someone that can connect them and understand how do I use this program that the military offers or how do I get PCS orders like in time? <laughs> There's a lot of things that like get complicated and you can Google search all day and you can search in groups and stuff and ask questions, but it'd be really nice to be able to have that person that you just reach out to that's kind of like your mom in the military kind of thing and someone who gets it who's done it for probably 20 years maybe retired spouses kind of thing and hopefully we're going to put that program together where people can apply to be part of that and they want to be either the supporter or are looking for support through their military journey.